Truji, salam alaikum. Tape letters on the use of cassette tapes for audio messages between families in Britain and Pakistan. Migration from Pakistan and settlement in the UK first began in the late 1950s. With the development of the cassette tape system in 1963 and its capacity for home recording, tapes were embraced as a way for British Pakistanis to stay in touch with their families abroad. very vague in general. I know that they were used, but by the time I was old enough to remember things, they had generally stopped. But we still had loads of tapes lying around the house and tape recorders. I remember recording off the radio all the time with the cassettes. I used to actually pinch them so I can record my music on the radio. Because you found a cassette, you just wanted to hide it and record some on it. And I used to get shouted at because all the recording gone. <laughs> I remember trying to rip the labels off so they couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> it was a big thing having a cassette. I used to be really fascinated by the reel inside. I used to kind of just pull it out. <laughs> And I used to pull it all the way out and then I'd stick my finger inside the little circle in the middle and then just slowly reel it back in using my finger. The wheel was just small enough. I'd use my finger as a kind of screwdriver, I guess. And I just used to really like doing that over and over. I probably destroyed <laughs> so many tapes just because I liked it, the way it looked when it came out and I liked being able to put it back in again, nice and neat. I must have damaged them in that way, now that I'm looking back. There were just so many of them lying around that it, they didn't seem like something precious at the time. They just seemed like a household object that I could play with, just like I could play with everything else. Me and my sister would pretend to be TV presenters and we'd mess around on these tapes. And so we did find a really old tape that we thought was just like not used anymore, it didn't really matter. And we listened to it first and we just heard like an old lady talking about gold and land and it was really long. So <laughs> we just got bored and we were like, oh, it's fine, we'll just record over it, it doesn't matter. So in one point the tape is this old woman talking about gold and then suddenly it cuts off and it's like, hello and welcome to the Tuama Show. <laughs> and then afterwards we found out it was her will. So, yeah, yeah. It would have been actually very soon after her death. That's probably why the tape was lying around, because all that stuff was being sorted out. There are at least three stages of my life. And the first stage was in the village in Kashmir. As a child, I had very clear idea of the world I was in and moreover the world I was going to encounter. Where I'd come from, 
was a very simple world where the past, present and the future were broadly similar and the life that was going to be mine, I was going to get married, have children, become old, become a grandfather, sit around telling stories and then one day die. And suddenly the delete button was pressed. I got on a plane and started to live a life for which I had no plan. I had never imagined it. When you come from Pakistan and you leave all your family back home, like your parents, your brothers, sisters, and obviously you miss them. It was very hard. My mom was in Pakistan, my brothers was in Pakistan. It was just me and my dad in Coventry. In the villages those days, it was very rare. Only a few people have the phone. And whoever had a phone, everybody gave their loved ones their number. And he rings once and tell them that I'm going to ring back in 15 minutes. Can you call him? So in the 15 minutes, the person goes there and he rings again and then you can talk to each other. There used to be a young guy that used to come on a motorbike with a massive, you know, when I say massive, a huge, you know, phone that you used to use to speak to your relatives back in England. It was very expensive at the time, so not a lot of people could afford to even speak to their family back home. My father and his brothers had been settled here and they know everybody and everybody knows everybody and they kind of helped any other Asians who had immigrated here and kept them and, you know, showed them the ropes as such. They then discovered a cassette recording. Daddy G, Mummy G, Nagina, Assalamu Alaikum. They were all type of recording machines, actually. I can't remember the name of the companies, but we had one in our shop in Bradford. They had a mic with them and they could record them and send them. These were easier, but they still didn't know how to record. They would bring them into our shop and I showed them how to do the recording. They couldn't record in front of me, but they would take them home and then use them. And then they'd bring them back and I used to write the address for them and they used to post it. It started off in my uncle's house first. So my uncle was a milkman and he was very well known to the community. So what he would do was he would buy this cassette and he would record what he had to record to his mum, dad and his wife would record her messages. And then what would happen is he would call my dad over. He would say, oh guys, come over now, you know, if you want to do a recording and a cassette. And then we'd go over to the family house and then we'd all sit around and my mum would say her messages. And it was almost like, you know, you're, you're physically talking to them and they're in front of you. My first experience, it was actually of my parents, them carrying a mic, a leather-clad sort of machine. 
I was told to stand there and say things like Beonaki salam dio babeonaki salam dio maritarfu you know list all the relatives that one by one like salam dio and asa sare theek thaak jado asa saant asa saant se cheezan this is my first memory of tape letters We used to have it in the kitchen and my mother and father would said, you know, can you come and record this? We're sending this back home. Can you say Salaamu Alaikum and how are you to family? And I, I didn't use to like that. I used to be, oh, no, 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 you know, I don't want to speak. You, you know, you don't like your own voice sometimes, do you? Had to do it though. They used to make me stand there and say, talk to your auntie in Pakistan and say this and such auntie and such uncle and I used to be shy to talk but they used to make me talk when we knew they're going to get a recorder out we used to run and hide somewhere they'll find us and then make us talk <laughs> one or two times they press record and we don't know they're recording then you realize what they do but when they ask you me and my brother used to run a mile The only person in the house that actually recorded anything was just my mom. She didn't sit too close to the thing because otherwise sometimes it's not very clear when you play it back. So you need to keep a bit of a distance between the speaker and when you're speaking. I used to set the tape for her like you know I used to press the play and record button down and then pause button down as well just remember it being a great big thing you know with lots of buttons when she was ready to speak I used to tell her just release the pause button and then she could sort of speak set the volume after first testing it so it was okay and then just record away Once she'd finished, she'd actually shout for me to come in, just to test a little bit, see if it had recorded or whatever. And then sometimes she would use the other side as well, depending on how much she had to say. When they first came out, they were 30C or something, which meant they were like 30 minutes long or something. My dad remembers really clearly when 30C tapes came out and then 60 and then 90 and then 120 and how everybody was so excited when those longer tapes came out because it gave them the opportunity to speak for longer. My early memories of cassettes being used to communicate messages to and from Pakistan was how excited people were about receiving these in the first place. How it all used to become a family thing or an even extended family occasion where they'd be huddled around a cassette player listening to the messages and not just listening to it but listening to it again and again and again. We used to listen for hours, just me and my dad and my mother. My brother wouldn't sit down and listen. He was always out playing, you know, football and stuff. used to say can you put it on for me please can you put it on now you know we're ready to listen so i used to go and put it on they used to gather and sit down and it's kind of entertainment <laughs> used to be interested what people say about me and you know see if they mention my name in the cassette it was a big thing like being on tv 
<laughs> it would be like a big gathering around this cassette player that would be in the middle of the room and this tape would come on. It would be like an event, you know, so if a tape came, everybody would be really happy or the tape came, we'll listen to it tonight. It's a bit like, you know, watching your favourite soap in the evening, you know, you get everything done, you do the dishes, you put everything away, you tidy up and then you sit down and you have silence. It's a bit like, you know, watching the telly, your favourite soap, cup of tea in your hand and then you just want to focus on the television and like, nobody disturb me. There'd be pin drop silence. Everybody would be listening to this tape. But if anybody spoke, it'd be like, shh, 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 shh. Miss that bitch. You know, because they didn't want to miss anything. They don't want to have to keep rewinding it. So it'd just be like, shh, chup, chup. So yeah, we have to sit quietly whilst they listen to it. My grandma would only let other people speak on it for a couple of minutes because she wanted to save it for herself. She missed her daughter a lot. When she used to ring her on a calling card, the card used to run out quite quickly. So they would use these tapes to just talk openly and then speak from the heart. My dad's told me about what was on them. He mentioned how my granddad, he would recite poetry on the tapes. He would recite from a book, Zafal Maluk. It's about the folklore of the prince and the fairy and the giant. It's a metaphor, really, for logic versus the heart. He would recite on that tape and that was what would be sent back and forth and he'd have his turn to speak. This episode features archive material from the Tape Letters Oral History Project. Tape Letters is a modus arts production. Presented by Wajid Yassin, audio production and sound design by Oliver Sanders, produced by Leona Fensum and James Ibrahim Hadrill. The executive producer is Lucia Skazokio. For more information, head to tapeletters.com. Okay. Yeah.